0: Hello, and welcome to the Psychic Salon. I'm your host, Rose, and thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, I have somebody pretty amazing. Her name is Carol Ann, and uh, she is a psychic medium, and she also does intuitive Reiki healing. Her story, she talks a bit about how she started to own this part of herself and, um, get to this point in her life. But of course it wasn't a straight shot. And right now she talks about how she sees signs all of the time. And actually she's going to teach you a little bit on how you can start to recognize signs in your own life. So it's very fun, very interesting. And I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, Carol Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I, again, I always am starting all my podcasts because we did have a conversation before this. And, um, we were just talking about this before we got started here was your ability to see signs. And that's kind of one of your superpowers of where you're at in life right now. Right.
1: Yes. <laughs> for that's, sure.
0: And you're a fellow hairstylist. So yeah, that always like is exciting. Cause I, I love when I connect with hairstylists on this stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're like, I feel like a lot of hairstylists naturally have a little bit of Healing Psychic ability in some way. Yes, for sure. hmm Um, okay. So what was like one of the, the biggest moments in your life where you started to recognize that you were seeing signs and they were clear to you as like, oh, this is something different outside of me just whatever, you know, thinking that I'm seeing stuff, but it became very clear that you were seeing signs.
1: Yeah. Um, so just to tell you a little backstory then, I guess I'd have to start. Um, My brother, Eddie, passed away when I was about three years old, and I always wanted to, I asked a million questions. I want to know, where is he? Um, How come I can't see him anymore? If he's still around, my mom would give me answers like, he's still around, he's in your heart. And um, so I went on, like, I would start having these reoccurring dreams of dying and just my whole into my teenage um, years would go to different psychics all in search of this connection with Eddie because I believed it was possible, but I never actually had the experience. Um, and then fast forward to um, when I was 36, I had a subacnoid brain hemorrhage. And um, so it was bleeding on the brain. And at the time, my brother, my older brother just had a hip surgery. He went in for a faulted hip surgery that, and found out he had a staph infection and it just fell apart in the doctor's hands, basically. like He's very lucky to be alive. So we both had these major things happen. And um, I heard one time meditation was exercise for the brain. So I started meditating and then me and him got super close in the short period of time. And we read books, we exchanged books, we met, uh, talked about our meditations, all these like different experiences we would start to have. 11 months into it, um, I happened to find this church, well, that was right after the stroke. I happened to find this church who, long story short, they were a healing church and the ministered there would do these classes, mediumship classes, which I didn't know there were mediumship classes. The flyer said, do you want more balance in your life? And I'm like, yes, I just want to be by this lady. So I um, took her classes and I was in level two at the time. And my brother, who I grew super close to in this year, uh, passed away. He passed from an accidental drug overdose. And
0: um so at that time, I... And this is a, a different p- brother, right? The one that got yeah. sick was, okay, my gosh, yeah. such a short period of time.
1: Yeah. So at that time, I um, I was really mad for a minute at God, at all of this stuff, because I thought I have, I thought I, I found this mediumship class and church because of my stroke and everything that happened to me, which is still true. But then I was like, that's why, because of this, like, because of my brother, like, you know, I wasn't willing to, I don't know. I just, I was really mad, but it didn't last that long because I knew by this time I already was meditating for a couple months and I've had a couple experiences and I knew that was my only connection to him (laughs) is through this. So I, that day, I gave him an angel number and I gave him the number 222. And I said, You better start connecting like immediately, or I'm walking away from all of this. (laughs) And um, he did. He connected immediately. I don't remember the first story, but I remember things like this would have to happen with it. I also would call myself Doubting Thomas, just a little side note. I need proof about everything in my life. And um, so, I remember pulling up at Dunkin' Donuts and I was with my brother-in-law and he's like, oh, oh, this is PJ's favorite song. PJ happened to, pass, or he was already passed and it was Drummer Boy and it was around Christmas. And, um, I said, well, how do you know? He's like, you don't. you're not the only one that knew him. Like, he's like, I, he, we talked about this several times. So we pull up to get my coffee. And at the time they had like a digital, um, to tell you how much your bill was and it said 222 i'm like oh my god it was his favorite song and he's like yeah i know i said no but i just gave him that number and so things like that so it was in you know it was coupled with another story or another connection and then um 6 months after his passing we got his autopsy and that it took a long time to get for some reason and all every on the top of every single page it said case number 222 so that that was just like and that was like you know 6 months after i gave them this number so that was the proof i needed to share cuz my family's like okay pj's 222 <laughs> like it was hard to convince them you know not that you know, they were deep in their grief, and so was I. but I also knew he was here. He really didn't leave, and that was what I wanted, you know, and i I shared it with myself and my clients because a lot of people close to me, you know, they were just in a different place at the time. So so that was my first um, sign, I guess that, but there was like tons of them. Like um, eventually it unfolded where I had a sheriff car. That parked at the corner of my block with license plate two two two. My wow. sister had across from her apartment building two two two. My other sister had four twos on, on the sheriff. It was like an unmarked cop car. Two, 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 two. Um, my brother moved into a new house and um across the street to this day. I was just at his house the other day. The work truck last three numbers were two, two, two. So it's it, wild. we all had it around us. <laughs>
0: You know, and this is, okay, this is like funny to me, because whenever I hear um, stories like this are about signs, like there's always this idea. People are like, oh, once you see a pattern, you're more likely to see that pattern. But whenever it's a sign um, and the stories that I hear, it's like, it comes up in unusual ways though. Yes, and that's absolutely. kind of the funny thing, right? Like it happens in on these unusual, like where it's an abundance of it, where it's mm-hmm. like almost so ridiculous that you're like, come on, really? Yes, exactly. Or it happens in strange places. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the the interesting part about it, right? Like you could say like, oh, I saw this number, but then it really does. Like you were listening to the song in the car, questioning it. And then mm-hmm. immediately you get this number confirmation. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, but that was like your brother. Your other brother was sick. You had gone through. um,
1: No, my brother passed away when I was three. So no.
0: he was. Oh wait, CJ. yeah. Okay, wait. No, this is good. Yeah. Let me clarify. You had a brother who had passed away when he was three. But I that- was three. He was ten, ten and a half months. Oh, he was ten and. A half I was months. three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is good. I'm getting my facts straight. You were three he was 10 and a half months. Then when you were an adult, you went through your um, subdural hematoma, but your other brother also was going through.
1: He had a um, hip surgery about, I don't know, I forgot maybe 20 years prior. Okay. He always walked with a, It, it was not, he was always in so much pain. Finally got a doctor who would cut him open, look back into it and found
0: it was like
1: pieces all
0: over the place. Oh, so yeah. You guys had that simultaneously. And then your, your other brother had passed away from, um, Oh, it was the same brother. Yeah. yeah he's the one, the one with the, hip Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, oh I am sorry. I was, I mixed that up. So, okay. Okay.
1: So, so 11 yeah, months after
0: that. my stroke is when PJ passed away. I see. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. That's rough. Like, for all of that to happen. But I remember you saying too, like you going through the subdirector, that kind of led you down your own spiritual path, which is what kind of opened you up. Yeah. Where you were thinking it was for yourself then you're like, Oh, this is really preparing me. But it sounds like you were preparing too, for your family, because in a way now your journey was like opening them up to things that maybe they weren't able to maybe see on their own at that time. That at the time, is that happening that way?
1: it it was happening just like that. And a lot of times, like I said, I had to um, I knew it like in my heart and my soul, but I couldn't, um, you know, I had to, I had to be very, very careful because everyone grieves differently. Mm -hmm. And, but I saw my mom, my mom's a, a devout Catholic and I saw her, you know, her, she lost her son, a second son. And it was devastating. And I saw her go through so much, but then I would get these signs, like crazy signs, like, um, my son's and the number two on a license plate. Wow. And I'm like, and two would always be PJ. So I always associated two with PJ and, um, and just things like that. But like a lot, my brother, Eddie, I'd get his full name, Eddie. And then I'd get PJ like in the same day and I'd be able to show her like on my phone, um, So it would help. In the beginning, she would say things like, well, why don't I see it? Why don't, you know, why don't I get this? You know, I'm, don't they know I'm struggling? (laughs) Things like that. And I would always just share with her, mom, you're, you know, it's all energy. Everything is energy. And not that I'm not grieving, but I learned about this before it happened. And I, Um, was able to have these experiences prior. So then when I'm in this grief now, I knew that um, this is what it was all for type of thing. Like, um, so it was, it turned, it was like a calling and it it still is like to, um, to really share with people that, um, you know, that they don't die. Like they, their physical body leaves, but they're still around and they don't miss your parties and they don't miss things like current events and, and all of those things. And, um, because I know it's just something I wasn't willing to allow. I wasn't willing to end my relationship with my brother Yeah, and I was willing, I had to be willing enough to accept that it was going to change, but I wasn't willing to, you know, not have this connection.
0: So so yeah. Okay. I heard my brain has like a million questions for you at this point. So I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to narrow it down because you've now have, this is how long ago did that event happen where he had the passed stroke? away? Yes.
1: Uh, 11 or 2010. And he passed away 2011. Cause
0: now this is your career too. You've been helping yeah. people, people come to you. Um, you are a medium, you do, um, read energy. So I have a couple of questions about this. Like you've been honing in on this and sharpening this skill, your own intuition. Um, You talked about your mom being in deep grief and how you had gone through it. So you were able to see it a little bit differently. I imagine now, like as uh, people coming to you and correct me, like if whatever, I'm Mm -hmm. wrong a little bit, but I would think people are coming to you at very different places in their life. And sometimes in a place of deep grief, do you find that seeing signs is a different process than when you're going through grief versus when you're in a different place. Right. Like, um, and what is that like for people? How do you help people in those places? Cause I know for me, there's been times in my life where I'm just like so desperate. And then I think because you're so washed with emotion, it's hard to um, see that, but I still think you can, um, how do you help people through those different places? So
1: I have this lady now who's kind of coming uh, working with me with Reiki because I do Reiki as well and um, she lost her son and so initially she came to me for a mediumship reading and it was amazing like he you know shared things of course I couldn't know and and all of this um, stuff and she you know, she felt, she looked lighter. She felt lighter. She was so happy to meet me. Like, you know, so you could see it was a a very, um, a very beautiful experience for her. And then she came back and she wanted to get another reading. And I was like, well, why don't you get Reiki? (laughs) Because, you, you know, messages will still come through, you know, and whatever. Um, so what ended up happening, um, is that I, I've seen her so many times now that I have shared with her or taught her a lot of stuff, um, how signs work or how energy works. And I think they, she knows cause she has gotten some signs, but she knows, um, when she, you know, when she's in this place of, she just, it's hard to explain, but like, she just wants him here, uh, her life, is over the way she knew it. She doesn't even want to get out of bed when she's in that place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just from these little experiences she has, not just with me or with other people that, you know, I share like energetically. Yeah. Um, there is different things that like, if you were to sit down with a reading and you came and you were super angry and mad at someone on the other side or, or, or anything like that, that all like, it's energy. So energy finds like a space to kind of, um, almost like a resistance or a block. And, um, so when I share that about energy, you know, she wants to do things to raise her vibration. She wants to put her son's favorite music on. She wants to, um, open the curtains when she really just wants to stay in bed. She wants to do it for him. Fine. I'm going to do my part, but I need you today. You know, I need to know you're around. So I think just teaching a little bit about, um, energy in general, because for me, just like her, I'm sure. And I, I share with her too, you know, I was doubting Thomas, like this, you know, it's not real unless I see, see it for myself. And I'm, and I always share with everyone, like, they can have that it's it's how bad you want that connection in a way yeah. not not even how bad but um
0: but yeah <laughs> you can ask for proof consistently yeah yeah so you were saying this and it made me think of like i have a friend who's going through um grief after losing somebody very important in her life and um and i know she right away was looking for a medium to help her through it. And it's like this process of like, you're feeling such deep loss. And I do think that's where it's beautiful because it's like, sometimes when you see people are in those places, it's almost like you're there to like kind of cradle them. Like, no, it's okay. Like here, like, let me help you through this. And then it's like a little, it gives you like that little bit of like proof in a way, that, mm-hmm. then you can start to like see it for yourself or accept that it still is there. and Like, okay. I think like I saw that it, it was such a, I mean, again, grief is so different for everybody and it's its own process, right? Mm -hmm. There's no like time limit for it necessarily, but it was almost like there's a gift in the very beginning of her grief to be like, you can do this. This is how you develop a relationship after somebody has crossed, you know, it's different, but it's, they're still there. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think like what you're doing is so helpful because People just want that reassurance that, like, I could still reach out or figure that out. Well, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Up until that point, was I really trying to do that before? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But now I want to. How do I do this? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And for me too. Back when, so the teacher who I ended up coming across right up six weeks after my stroke, I when I sat in her church, I'm like, oh my god, I know this lady. I had a reading with her about ten years prior, and it was just so weird. So my reading with her uh, let me think. I was just buying this house. Um, I could be way off. I'm always way off with time. Maybe it was five years prior. I don't know, but, um, but I, that was my first connection to spirit actually, where I was conscious of it because my, I always talked to my brother, Eddie and she gave me this, um, reading and basically she said, um, do not move in my house. And at the time my, my, um, we just bought this house. We didn't move in yet. Um, we've been here now, I think 17 years. Um, and she said, do not move in this house. Uh, the radio like started going staticky. She's like, look at that. I got chills. (laughs) I'm like, what? And she said, um, my, my dad had his friends working on it. So my dad, you know, he's from Ireland. So he knows everyone in the trade. So his buddies are building our addition. And I'm like, how am I going to go home and say, I cannot move in this house. So, but she said a couple other things for the first time ever, where I thought, oh my God, I think she connected with Eddie. And anyway, so I was sitting in her, um, I had a couple of experiences that day, but I was sitting in her office or her um waiting room, my friend was in there with her and I said to Eddie, I'm like, oh my God, Eddie, I'm like, I cannot go home and tell my dad I'm not moving in that house. Like there's no way that could happen. And I said, if if it's true, give me a sign. Please give me a sign. So I didn't realize that I always asked for signs even back when I didn't know, but I did. So all the leaves started ruffling out in front of the, the storefront. And I'm like, no. It's windy out that I'm not taking that sign. And I said, Okay. <laughs>
0: you're, I have, so you're like, No, not this no, one. <laughs> no.
1: It's got to be something big, just like what she's telling me. Um, so I said, Okay, have her talk to me again about it. Have her bring it up to me again, and then I'll believe it's true. So my friend comes out with her and she says bye to us. We're almost out the door. We both say bye. And then my friend's like, Oh, cause it was like an hour and a half away. She's like, I better go pee before, you know, before this long drive. So she goes back in while the, the medium comes out, sits on a chair next to me and said, okay. So, and she starts talking to me. I'm like, oh my God, what is she going to say? And she said, I just want to give you a little example, how we always have a choice. Cause I kept telling her, I don't have a choice. <laughs> like there's no way. And spirit world doesn't, doesn't hear that we don't we always there's unlimited choices and all this stuff and I'm like oh. so she went on to tell me the story which was a really cool story and how she didn't listen to spirit and it kind of went a different way basically um still I wasn't ready to tell my dad you know I believed it now but I couldn't not move in <laughs> I mm-hmm. still didn't have a choice right so I went home told my mom my mom's like are you crazy um you can't tell your father i'm like yeah i know <laughs> so that some psychic lady told me not to move in so we moved in i ended up having a stroke um i don't it, it um there was a lot of stress in the household put it that way and um with everything and then we went into foreclosure for i don't know years we ended up getting out of it everything is good now but back then it all Came out like what she said. She said it was going to be like a money pit. You're going to dump, dump, dump. You'll never get the return. There's bad vibes and all this stuff she would tell me. And I'm like, uh, so, anyways, um, I believe all of it has changed the energy in the home just from me having the stroke and then doing energy work and Reiki and changing my life, my belief system, my energy and all that. So I do think we're okay now. Um, but, but that was the first time that I asked Eddie for a sign, a specific sign. And he gave me a specific sign. Like she literally talked about what we
0: talked about. That's kind of what's so cool about it. How those conversations show up at the right moment when you're struggling and you're like, how are you answering something that's in my head right now? Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. touching on this. Um, no, that's, And and you know what? This is something I think has been coming up a lot in conversation with me too, is this idea of free will. So like when you're getting messages or you're getting signs, Mm -hmm. how to interpret that and also know that you still have free will. That's part of it. I loved when you said you have thousands of choices, right? Because... I once heard it explained like spirit giving us messages. is kind of like them trying to teach algebra to a dog or us trying to teach algebra to a dog, right? Like it's never going to be like this, like you should do this next, right? We're interpreting it and depending on where we're at. So your free will always is always possible, always important. And if you make a choice, you can, there's never like one bad road or one good road, right? Like right, you have options, right? right? You're never doomed absolutely. if you didn't follow or followed a sign. So I think that I love when you say that, because I think that's um, a misconception is like, you can go see somebody, they help guide you. And it's reading this energy in the moment. And that right. can change depending on yes, your choices. Absolutely and It's a
1: fluid thing. Right. Where you're exactly right. Like I know people to this day who probably would make it their mission to get out of this house because of what that psychic said back then. But I, you know, everything, like I'm so grateful for everything that's happened in this house. So I um, definitely, and I do think that free will, same thing, there is no um, wrong decision or wrong um, choice, I don't believe. And I think that Um, once you make a choice, you still have your spirit guides, your loved ones. They're still there supporting you, even though it was your free will, your choice. They may have thought, well, if you chose this, it might have been a little bit easier for you and you wouldn't have to go through this, this, and this, but you'd go through this, this, and this. (laughs) So I I just feel like, you know, once you make a choice, that that's what happens. They're still coming with you. They're still supporting you. They're still always there to guide you when you do want to maybe take, you know, the, yes. the guidance from that, you know, I could have took, taken that guidance and been like, oh, I do not. I just simply didn't have enough, um, I guess, trust. I believed Eddie answered me cause it was a definitely, uh, uh, it was exactly what I asked for, but I didn't have enough trust maybe in the medium or in myself, what would happen? Where are we going to move? How would, what, whatever, right. all of
0: those things at that oh, time. Oh, trust is a big one. Like yeah. in this whole process too, because it's like, as I strengthen my intuition and I'm sure that I'm curious about your process too, like how this is spanned now from the beginning till today, but it's like, as you strengthen your intuition, your intuition is, it's you're, they're here to help guide, but your intuition still is that Guiding force too, right? They're they're working together. Yeah. So even like negative things. I was watching this video about. um, Do you know Dr. Michael Lennox?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Somebody had recommended him. He's like a dream expert. He also does astrology. Um, Somebody had recommended I watch one of his like dream videos because he does dream interpretations and all kinds of things. And people were like posting in it like some of their dreams, and he was like really quickly kind of like helping them. Um, go through what it looks like to do a dream analysis, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, one of them basically was like, I'm having this dream of like a demon choking me, which sounds terrible, right? Because that's scary. And <laughs> a demon in your dream could feel like, are there demons in my life? And, you know, and I don't know the ins and outs of all of this. I do believe there's probably some terrible things, but just as much as good doesn't have total control over your free will, I don't believe that evil does this either. And the way he was kind of interpreting this dream is he was even saying, he's like, don't take that and get too like attached to the idea that it's a demon. It could just mean that, you know, you're, you're not able to express yourself. You're being choked by this thing that feels like dark and evil, but it could just be that you're not expressing yourself. And that's the fear coming up. And I love that because I think it, it can get, I get it. I've done this before where I get attached of like, Oh, again, right or wrong. So when you're seeing trust I think that kind of is like a when you're like, should I believe this? Should I not? You're in the process of learning to trust your own intuition and trusting the signs. And that's like a normal, natural part to go through where you're questioning right. what should I, should I not? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Because that's kind of the beginning when you awaken and you're like, you don't know because now you're so aware of all this stuff. And so trusting it is kind of like, how do I know? You're just opening up. So that's like a normal thing to go through. I mean, did you, I feel like you probably you were, that's what your story was kind of explaining too, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, I think that, um, so for me too, the, my, my journey into mediumship that kind of happened right away, right after the stroke, I started meditating. My little brother, Eddie first came to me, freaked me out. I'm Catholic too. So freaked me out, stopped meditating for a month. It was real. I, I was like, Oh my God, I knew my life changed, but I thought if I go back in there, I used to do it in my closet. If I go back in there, um, I will never be the same. Like I'm going to be one of them, whatever one of them is. But to me, it was scary, like a a weirdo, crazy person, all those names that are attached to it. And, um, I was determined to be normal, (laughs) a normal medium or, well, I didn't know at the time. So when that (laughs) happened, Um, I stopped meditating for a month, and then I read forty books that year, and I never read a book in my life. Like wow. I got through high school by reading the back of the books, you know, and <laughs> never read a book in my life. And but these books were, on self-development, um, you know, I finding my place in the family, middle child, different addictions. So I just read all these books and then it kind of changed some angel books in there. And then it kind of shifted to spiritual, more spiritual. Um, but at the time, like it was just energy. It was all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I think I'm losing my train
0: of thought or what. (laughs) No, no yeah. You're, you're, what your mediumship, <gasps> you were saying your mediumship started right away. And then you read all these books. It kind of like, you were just, you, were I feel like it. I was doing
1: it for me. So in those 11 months prior to PJ passing, those 11 months were healing myself mm. from the stroke, from why did I have the stroke? Like, you know, getting a handle on my own energy, my own stress, what, what, why I think what I think, why I do what I do. Um, all of those things were those 11 months. And I think the, as far as that healing continues to this day, because, you know, we are human, we are here. Um, I'm going through some grief right now. My mother passed away in January and it is still, um, you know, it's like, it's, we're still, we still have to live here. So we still have to, you know, I'm not, this different person because I can, I have, you know, this ability to connect people to their loved ones. So I still have to go through the same things. And I feel like that healing part will be for the rest of my life for you know, whatever it is. So I think that has been such an important, and I always tell everyone, like me being able to give a reading for someone, I mean, it, it is a blessing, a huge uh, miracle. I believe every single time I sit down with someone, um, ultimately it's all for me. Like if I couldn't take these practices, if I couldn't connect to my own loved ones, like I, I don't know how good I would be, um, being able, you know, to be able to connect to others. Like if I wasn't able to, um, cry on my way home from work and just kind of lose it over my mom and be that human person, I don't think I could be relate to these people that, are going through these same things. So, so it doesn't mean I'm not going through the grief or it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I get to, Oh my God, I do get excited talking about when my mom connects or, or when these big things happen, it really does help. But it also, you know, I also
0: am still, like I said, I don't know. Right. Well, you're, I mean, you're still living in the human experience. So you're like, I still miss you here. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you have that, it's still hardened up being here with that person. Yeah. Would you want to share like some of the things that you've you've messaged or uh, signs you've shared with your mom? Yes, sure.
1: Um so my mom before she passed, she was um she was very um versed, I guess, in the other side because of me. She know you know she was she was my biggest fan. And um so I would, you know, I shared everything with her. So before she passed, she told us that I'm like, well, what's your number going to be? And she's like seven, 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 of course, like, cause she loves gambling <laughs> and she, that's, um, that's always been her, her number. And I didn't even think of that. So I'm glad she told me. And then she also said she loves hummingbirds. So she will send us all hummingbirds. And I'm like, okay, so, um, also, before she passed, I know this is going to be a couple different stories I just realized. That's fine. <laughs> to, this to is how I <laughs> before she passed, um, I had this connection, a telepathic connection with her, and she told me um when I see the yellow rose, that's when my heart will know. So, so I had the yellow rose, the hummingbird and 777 to start with. And um, I, I could share a couple stories on all of those, I guess. Um, so the hummingbird, um, I got COVID the day after she uh, after her mass, and I was sick for three weeks on the couch, and um, I hadn't tried to even connect with her because I was so sick. And probably in grief, because I didn't even go in her room or anything. And my brother would be like, oh, I had a dream. Like every day he was having another dream. I'm like, oh, my God. And like, I've never had a dream. And my sister would have dreams. And then anyways, this one day I said, I know, mom, I haven't tried connecting to yet. You know, I've been so sick. I said, but I'm just surprised you haven't told me that you guys were all together. Like, I'm, I'm shocked that you haven't come to me. And I, I let that go. And that day I just realized I'm telling the second story, but that day, that evening I got, um, a bouquet of flowers and I saw a yellow rose. So I was like, oh my God, um, there's a yellow rose. Could there be six? There was six yellow roses and my mom had six kids. So I knew that was her telling me, she was um she was with us she's all together she's with wow. us she's with them because I have two brothers and my father in, in spirit and um, then the next day I got more another bouquet of flowers and there were these tiny yellow roses but all these other color flowers too so I counted them for the heck of it I'm like there couldn't be because they were baby <laughs> ones and there was 12 and my mom had 12 grandchildren. Wow. So I was like, wow. So that was one of the yellow rose stories. And then one quick one was on my way home from work and I realized it was the date. I was driving down this road I always would take her to my brother's house and to her doctor's appointments. And um I realized this that next day was the day she we took her to her first oncologist to talk about. We just she just found out she had uh, stage four lung cancer. So, um, I started crying. I had to pull over. <laughs> it was like a bad cry, but I love the bad cry because I welcome it so much because, um, you know, life is busy and you get on with your life and, and then it, I don't know, I just feel close to her, you know, just yeah. even though I'm sad and, you know, crying. So, so I was crying And at that moment, my friend from Texas sent me a voice recording and it said, Carol, I don't know what kind of sign this is, but I know you'll know. And I couldn't open up the picture because I already started driving again. So I waited for a red light and I'm still crying, just talking to my mom, just telling her. You know, I do this for a living. I just really need her. I miss her so much. I'm just talking to her, and I open up these pictures, and they were yellow roses, and there were so many. She said, "My friend said I feel like I tripped and fell into like
0: a yellow rose field or oh something." My God, so it was they wild. were wild. Yeah, so it was. I mean, them. really, that's like I'm here. Like, if you need a sign, here were like the two bouquets, and then here's a giant field. Like, yes, and I got pictures of
1: everything, of course, because I was like, this is crazy. So I really feel like my brother PJ, I mean, he, I have amazing stories from him too. And I feel that he he really taught me the connection from the other side, the signs, the language, I call it the language of spirit. And he taught me all of that and just you know how thin the veil is. And I feel like my mom took that up a notch. It's like literally crazy. Wow. I came home from work yesterday and I I just thought of her in for a second. And I turned my head, the car next to me, it said mom on there twice on the top of the thing, on the bottom. And I'm like, I got a picture of the bottom one. And then I didn't even see the top one until I like was turning. I'm like, what the hell? But it was what? just the timing, you know, right.
0: like literally that she could pop in your head and then you look and you see something that says And it's
1: mom. it's happened so many times.
0: Wait, let me picture. ask you about the friend who sent you the picture. Did she know about the yellow rose thing?
1: She knew about the yellow rose only because when she's, she's the one who sent me the 12 oh, on top yeah. of the other one. She didn't know that then I oh.
0: told her. Oh, wow. But yeah. So oh, wow. Yeah. nobody knew. Randomly send that. Yes. You told and her then she he happens to be in a field over yellow roses. Yes. Yeah. yes.
1: And then the, the other roses, um, it's funny because I come from a family of skeptics too, you know, so it's not just me. So I have to have everything fact checked three times. And, um, this is why you're asking for signs all the time. Like, okay, I need more. Yes. (laughs) So the first bouquet of roses was another friend in Texas. And I told her, I'm like, yeah, my husband said, um, Oh, she knew your mom had six kids. Like, that's why she sent you. I said, well, she didn't know about the yellow roses. Like how? So I told her in jokingly, you know, yeah. Like Stan thinks, you know, you knew about it and you did it on purpose. So she's like, I didn't even know what was coming. So she just picked a sympathy bouquet. And then she, so she clicked on. She sent me the order form, and it said peach. It didn't even say yellow on there. I was like, oh. She's like, give that one to Stan. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is what I deal with. <laughs> so, so that was that, and another great, two great ones, but with the hummingbird. So, um, I was gonna. I was debating going back to work or not after I had COVID to take another week off at the time, and um, I was just nervous about telling my boss because she has a hard time going on at the salon as it was. So I was just, you know, I didn't want to, if I didn't have to. And I asked spirit, I was talking to spirit that I was telling my mom, I'm like, mom, can you just send me a hummingbird? If I'm not, if I'm not supposed to go into work this coming week, can you just send me a hummingbird? And I let it go. That was in the morning. And, um, that evening I got, I was, uh, I got a, Amazon gifts, and it was. I'm looking at it now. It was a hummingbird wind chime, and it's a wooden one. It's beautiful from another friend in Texas, (laughs) and um, so I was like, "Oh my God, that's crazy!" I just, like, what are the chances? Right. And she didn't know that my mom was sending us hummingbirds or anything like that. Or seven, seven. She didn't know anything. My mom had just passed like three weeks prior, so um. So I put it in my family group chat with a picture of it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is crazy. I asked mom for a hummingbird today. And, you know, and my family's like, did she know, you know, that was one question. I'm like, she didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then my sister, Katie sent it to her best friend and said, look what Carol just got, you know, whatever. And she said, shut the hell up and other swear words. She's like, I legit have the exact one on the way to your house. Now I bought you the identical one Wow! and they both got it from eBay. And there's a story behind my friends too. She, she said it was in her cart and then it was gone. I guess you hold things in your cart. She wanted mm-hmm. to find something else, but she's like, ah, and then she went back one day and it was there. So she bought it. <laughs> she just like, I'll just get this. And, um, so I went on eBay and, or not eBay, Etsy, Etsy. <laughs> um, I went on Etsy. And um, I <laughs> I um, Googled hummingbird wind chimes. And tons of them came up. So to have that exact wooden one, we both, so we both have the identical one. So How that was cool. that. And then a small quick story of a hummingbird necklace. I was talking to my mom getting ready before work in the morning and I was crying a little bit, just telling her, you know, I just miss you. I, I just wasn't ready for you to leave. You know, I'm just telling her, you know, I understand you had to go. And I, I logically, I know all the knowing and it's your time. I'm like, right. I miss you so much. I'm like, can you please send me a hummingbird? And as soon as that came out of my mouth, um, I knew I was so busy at work. I'm not going to be even be able to be on Facebook because you have to allow it to come, you know, through a magazine, through Facebook, through, you know, how is she going to get a hummingbird to me? But I already said it (laughs) and I let it go. I was at work one hour and a client walks in and she's like, oh, Carol, I just want to drop this off. And I said, oh, thank you. She's like, it's just a little gift I thought of you. And I said, thank you. And she didn't even get her hair done. She leaves and I opened it when I was finished with my client and it's a hummingbird necklace. <laughs> like, my God. Oh. So that's how quick my mom has
0: been. Like that's it's
1: been incredible.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, beautiful, really, truly. Like just how quick she is. Like that's what it's so impressive. I, I have a story to share with you because when you're telling this, like this makes me laugh a little bit because when I was first reading about signs, I read that book that Laurel Jackson signs and it was like, she talks about how you can ask for signs and you can, you can get weirdly specific too about stuff too. But she also says, you know, it has to be like reasonable to an extent, right? Like, um, Like you can't be in Jamaica and be like, I want it to snow today, right? Like, well, it might it might not happen, you know, like so, or maybe you'd see a snow globe and that would be the version. So it's like
1: exactly that
0: kind of a thing. You could be open to it. So I was like playing around, and like both of my grandparents, both of my grandpas have passed. Like my dad's father, he passed when my dad was young, so I never met him. And then my mom's grandfather, he or father, he died. Um maybe like 10 years ago. And um, I was like, you know and I'm going to ask signs from, from them. Like I was just new to like talking. I feel like I was talking to them before, but I wasn't really trying to like ask for signs. I didn't yeah. know to do this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, what do I want to see? <laughs> and this is me going for like straight for the details. Like, okay, um, the, my grandpa, and my dad said, I was like, well, there's one photo. I'm like, we never met. I'm like, but there's one photo of, my dad always talks about, about how, or there's this one story that my dad always talks about, about how when he was young and he brought home a Christmas tree and then he realized he didn't have a tree stand. So he nailed it into the floor and he tied it up to the corners of the room. Like, oh my so, God. like so ridiculous. I was like, I want like a photo representing something like that. And then I was like, my uh, other grandpa, oh right, my I know listen, it's so funny. And then my other grandpa, I was like, And I'm like, when I was a kid, we um, went up, there was like this wooded area and he was doing like a haunted trail. We were kids. It wasn't like super scary, but he, and he was just like himself and he put like a lion like costume head costume whatever on and he was just by the tree and he was like growling and I remember I got so scared I knew it was and I knew it was my grandpa but I still got scared and I peed my pants and I was like it makes me laugh because in the moment like he probably wasn't even trying to be super scary I was like I'd like to see an old man in a lion's costume (laughs) Neither one of them I ever saw. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I was like, I was like, maybe I'm in that category of being too, too. It was very oddly specific. So, like, what's a good place to start? Because, like, I think you know, when I was reading that, I was just like laughing because I was like, I, that I was just so like, funny. I will there. never
1: get that image out of my head now. Like a tree with being like with stroke up
0: to the, the corner. And nailed into the I,
1: floor. If it comes <laughs> across, I will share it with you because <laughs> I'm like, I know we're
0: going to see that. Someday. I know I want to, I'm still oh open. My right. God. And that's the other thing, like the duration I'm curious as to the duration too, because like, so, um, I asked for that. That's been like months now. And I, and I still haven't granted. Am I totally paying attention to my surroundings? And I think that's the other thing is like allowing myself to see it, but Sometimes they say it can almost happen immediately, like how you're talking with your mom. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what's a reasonable place to start? Like if anybody's listening, I'm sure some people are already seeing signs and this is like normal and natural, but if you're like, you're opening yourself up, like what's how, what's a good place to start or like to expect to see these things?
1: I think a couple things because so many stories just flashed in front of my, my third eye when you were talking, but um, I do think going back to what you said earlier, I said you repeated about the trust. I think it comes with the process. Oh. The more you start working with spirit and trust, um, that's, I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that's how it becomes makes sense. maybe quicker because yeah. I also know when I, so I channeled this, this this guy before, and I was in my meditation. This would happen in the beginning before I started, um, doing one-on-one reading. So years ago, spirit would come to me and I would channel like four or five pages. And, and so I channeled this one guy and, and I would never share with the, the family member unless they gave me validation. So I would say I need blah, 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 and then I'll share. So, um, so it happened. I shared and I remember going somewhere and I asked to see his name before I got to my destination. So if I kept looking for his name and looking at every license plate, I would never see his name. So the key, I know the key to it. I know from my experience is you have to totally let it go. Uh, like you, you can't, you can't like what you said in the beginning, you know, and then it's like drawing it to you. It's not even that because you really have, I, when I asked my mom in the morning for a for a hummingbird, I totally forgot until, you know, Amazon came that evening or whatever. I did not even think of it. And same thing with the hummingbird. It wasn't until I was like, oh my God, I asked her for that. Like I I forget. Um, so you, I do know the key is to let go. And then maybe start off a little, I was tough. I'm tough too, to see a, a tree strung up. <laughs> could be, I don't know. I've never, I have never came across that yet, but it's not impossible. I don't think. So I think you will see it's a form of it before, you know, before some time, I think you will. But, um, but like my brother, I remember going to his funeral, um, not his funeral, the burial site and the cemetery. And I remember asking him that day for a, a rainbow. And I the reason why I asked is because it was so sunny outside and I knew there's no way in hell he could give me a rainbow, but I was so like, I was so challenging him in the beginning of this. Like I really wanted to, because I was a little mad too and upset that this all happened. So I was like, okay, if this shit's real, I'm I'm like, give me a rainbow. (laughs) If this stuff's real, give me a rainbow. And, um, Knowing full well, again, I was not going to see no rainbow. Just looking at how, you know, there's no rain in sight. And then we're turning throughout the cemetery, and I on one of the outside mausole is it a mausoleum? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yes. Um, huge rainbow painted on it. Wow. And I was like, I couldn't even believe it. I told my mom and my brother who were in the front seat. And um, so I have a friend who works there my friend's boyfriend works there and i asked him about it and he had no idea what i'm talking i'm like no it's on there it's a white <laughs> it's a white brick to music whatever it's called and um he just had no idea he, it's a very big cemetery but i'm like how could you have never seen this and i went there several times since could not find it and i ended up finding it thank god because i kept saying i know it was not in my head i ended up finding it but um So thank God. But so something like that, like, you know, I asked for a rainbow and I was asking for the one in the sky, to be honest, but knowing full well, I wasn't going to see that, but you do have to have an openness to how they're going to bring it to you because, you know, they, they influence the birds, the rainbows, they influence that energy. That's Behind it to put it in front of you, and I, or you know, for you to look at that moment. Um, so you have to work with it kind of. So, yeah, so things like that. That's why I always say, like, starting out, like, everyone has like a birthday. So, like, my birthday is 219. So, you know, you have three numbers 219. Um, some people, like, my brother's passing is 613, and that's one of his numbers that he has. So, so stuff like that.
0: Yeah you know, I want to point out something that I think is like really beautiful now. Um, this whole spiritual journey, this whole process, like you brought up the word trust and you brought up the phrase letting go, which I think are sometimes like that always is in life, like letting go, learning to trust. It's like a constant reminder. And like, these are exercises and being able to do that. And like, I've, heard, you know, we've said that before, but it, it right now it's like resonating with me so deeply too. Cause those are two things that I think keep coming up right now for me too. It's like trusting and letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, how fun is it though? Also that the reward then is opening up and being able to see more of this world and beyond. And like, mm-hmm. how, that is kind of like the whole point of it. Like you know that you're being held and being supported no matter what. I love that.
1: Yeah. And trust or letting go, like you said, is the same, I would say is surrendering. And a lot of times with death, um, you know, we, we can't bring them back here physically. That's something nobody's ever been able to do. So Mm -hmm. we have, there is a level of forced surrender. We have to surrender to they're not coming back physically. Mm -hmm. So I think with that and having, unfortunately so much loss in my life with that, um, it helped me see the surrender process and be able to, like you said, in other areas. You know, I know that trusting, surrendering, letting go, um, and it does come up in so many areas. Yeah. It's life,
0: like <laughs> throughout. It's, it's constant, right? Like in different yeah. ways, it shows up in different ways, and it's a constant practice to come back to it because it's just natural to want to, like, you know, yeah. go create all these different, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So now I want to segue because, um, I know you have some child. you have children as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that you've been doing this and your children have been able to grow up understanding energy or be learning it from you, I'm sure. Do you see this developing in them at a young age? Is this something that they're using in their lives now too, or teaching their friends about? <laughs> Hopefully no.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it's funny because I accidentally read my daughter's journal this morning and I told her, (laughs) I said, I was looking for the channeling thing that you did because she just channeled Metatron, uh, last week. And, um, I said, I was looking for that and I saw this. And, um, so I just, um she, she, she sent me back roll eyes and mom that's <laughs> not personal I'm like I really wasn't looking for your personal stuff um anyway um but yes they my one daughter she's 20 she's active she's been in several classes me and her went to Arthur Finley College I don't know if you ever heard of it it's like mm. the spiritual um of England so it's um it's like the big spiritual center in England and lots of. Mediums um, have gone there. It's a, te- a school, teaching school of mediumship. So we went there a couple of years ago. Um, she's been in several classes and she's also trying to balance her teenage life with it. And she is a deep feeler, like all my children are. I really feel, um, yes. So um, her and my other daughter would see spirit she still does but my other daughter when they were young right after my stroke so they would have some experiences too um she's the only one now I think that's actively working with spirit um but the other ones definitely are you know we're always sending people each other signs or my sons same thing Um, so they're all very connected I'd say and that's,
0: I mean, how helpful is that at a young age to start being able to be aware of these things and grow up with this? Cause it really helps you with life just throws so much at you. So if you're already trying to like find this equilibrium yeah. at a young age, like that's, I, I feel like everybody should learn this at a young age. Yes.
1: They and I remember
0: that as kids in our society, it's easy for that to get just conditioned out of you. Um, And these are the things you're trying to maintain. So. I'm always curious what that looked like if everybody at a young age was like. Yeah. And I
1: remember showing my daughters when they were, I guess, six and nine is when I had the stroke, I believe. And I brought up something on YouTube of John Edward. And I remember sharing because they had these experiences and I didn't even have them yet. Like I had my you know, in meditation experiences and things that led me to the mediumship school, but I didn't have like I was never physically seeing spirit walk around <laughs> where they were. So I had part of myself was skeptical, like, well, you know, is it there? And then I I could see, I always feel like I do a good job of putting myself in other people's shoes. So I, I always had like the split head, I guess, where I could see how Parents would say it's your imagination, or oh, because it's scary, but because I was in it, I already kind of um, had my own experiences again, not what they were having. And even that, it took me back a little like, are they really seeing spirit? Like, because I wasn't seeing it, but I still taught from the place of, oh, he saw spirit, you know, and I was showing them, you know, and I would always share my stories and experiences with them, but but I was able to see how many children were, are shut down at such an early age yes. because of that. And it's really just because of the unknown. Their parents don't know. So right. I was at the time, I thought, oh my God, what if all this is just so, because I'm raising kids that are going to be seeing, I don't know. <laughs> like, so no, so I- as it uncovered, it, it made more and more sense, but I had an awareness to it.
0: You know, this is where I think it's interesting because even like speaking about it in the, these terms, it's like, this is how you see generational trauma getting passed down, right? Like you, it's just patterns and it didn't fit for a long time. Like it didn't seem practical. Like in religion, it's always this external idea, right? Where this is like, you're learning from within, Mm -hmm. you're learning to connect from within and it has nothing to do with religion necessarily. This is a theme, by the way, in every single podcast, I'm bringing up religion. I don't mean to every time I'm like, just stop talking about it, Rose. But clearly this is my thing I'm working through. Um, But because that, that really framed a lot of stuff. I think when I was younger, I saw the duality. My mom is very spiritual, but we also went to church. So I can't help but see that like as a whole for like how a lot of people see it that way, you know? So um, it seems acceptable in these terms, but then when you bring it to yourself and you start owning it, all of a sudden it's like it's your imagination or, and Mm -hmm. it's not everybody. I know some people, they it's, they're really lucky. Like how your kids are really lucky that they're going to be fostered and nurtured to believe in this stuff. And we'll give them a, confidence, I would hope. Cause when a lot of people start saying like, Oh, that, that's not really right or whatever, you're making things up. They'll be like, no, actually I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I think right now it's so important. I'm seeing more and more people come out and talk about spirituality and own this. And I think this is so important for like where we're going in the future. Um, for sure. people starting to own it. So it's like, you're starting to see this, like pave the way of being like. We have to start owning this part of ourselves. It's very important and it's gonna shape whatever new comes forward. And we need that to build new systems and structures when all this other stuff is falling down and
1: it's humbling. true. And also, like with some of my children, I'll just say they're what you could say, kind of. I'm I'm just for lack of better words, more against religions and religious establishments, um, where I wish there was a healthy balance because religion is actually good too. I mean, I, I, it did set me back certain parts of my religious upbringing. I'll say for sure, you know, I had to work through fear or is this the devil work or what is this or whatever. But, um, but I came through it. And um, so just like, um, I think it could go both ways. Like I don't, I want them to be, open and spiritual, but also know that there's a, um, there's some good in religion too, right. not the way it is because right. they know I'm a Jesus lover. Like Jesus is one of my guys and I'm, I um yes. So, um so just like having that. You
0: know. Well, I, somebody said this to me a long time ago and I still this really like defines what you're trying to say to me in my head. It's like, it's not the religion. It's the people in the religion. A lot of times misusing, mistrusting, right? Like religion yeah. in and of itself, same thing. It's just a guide to understanding. And there's a lot of wonderful things in religion, right? There are, there are extremely spiritual people within religion that are doing wonderful, great things. So It's not religion in and of itself. It's just how it's Yes. over time it's turned into its own kind of thing. You have all kinds of people that go off and it's been misconstrued or used for not the right things, right? So we have this idea attached to it as a whole, but it's just like anything. It's not the whole part. It's just these certain- And I
1: think that's what, for me, spiritual principles have taught me anyway, was to go within, go within. So all of that, it's like discern. You know, if you ever- come across a teacher, which I have come across some where it was their way. Like, I don't resonate with that. I don't resonate with anyone's way. The way is the way I've heard that before. Some are, your way is the way something like that. Um, but it's really, um, it's a personal
0: yeah. journey, I think. Good. And it
1: comes with, it's not all like, you know, Ooh, I get signed. you know, I cry a lot. I, I have to, work through a lot of stuff all the times because, um, because I am aware of it. So I'm, when I, when I get something that's, you know, pertains to my own family or me, I'm aware of it. So I, I could either stuff it back down like I did my whole life, or I could work through it, which is not always an easy thing to do. You know, sometimes it's putting up boundaries with certain people that is very hard. I'm someone who says yes to everyone. And I've had to say no a lot over these years, and um, just different things like that, that it's not easy. It may be easy for someone, but you know, not, it's not always easy.
0: Right. Now I want to go into, you are now, not only are you doing readings and giving readings to people, but you've started teaching classes. Um, is that something you want to talk about? Or are you, because you, you do this is on your website, right? Which I know I'm going to share your website and your social media. Like, actually, real quick, what is the best way for people to like if they want to like just check you out or reach out or take a class or get a reading? Like, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Um, probably Facebook, Carolann Medium. Um, I do have a website, CarolannMedium.com, and that's
0: C-A-R-O-L-A-N-N. Yes, no E, right? No, my mom's an Ann with an E, so I'm oh. differentiating. So like, yeah. I, okay, no. E, Okay.
1: Um, and then I have Instagram. So Instagram is not quite there yet. I, I mean, it's not there at all. I think I have a picture of my dogs on there, so, so I'm Facebook. really bad with computers. So yeah, Facebook <laughs> is the easiest for me. Okay. Um, so, and my website is kind of, Still under construction, but people could still go there if they want to check out whatever I have on there, medium.com Okay. And then, so what are the
0: classes like?
1: Uh, I just taught actually my first class and it was um, learning the language of spirit. And um, so it was a four part class and it was basically um, learning your energy. We talked about it in like the first week. Um, Other people's energy, because I I really feel like you have to know your own energy before you could, um, before you could start, you know, because a lot of times you're with people and you think, oh, that's theirs, or I picked up this or this, or some people stay stuck on that too. But I don't necessarily think that you're picking up. You may, you may have something energetically connecting to the same experience (laughs) where then, you know it's something within you that maybe you should look at. So that's where it comes back to the self-healing and all that. So then and then uh, signs and symbols, just like kind of like what we talked about here. And then um just little exercises to to learn to connect and that kind of thing. Learning the language of spirit.
0: That's beautiful. I love it. And I love that you're teaching classes. Like These are just like little things that I feel like I'm always looking for. The more I talk to people, other people are looking for. So um, it makes me happy because like listening to your stories, I'm like, wow, the whole time. (laughs) Incredible. So it's nice to have somebody who's gone down this path on their own, has started to learn and hone in on this and then is now sharing their way of what, what they've learned along the way. Like, it's kind of like you're throwing back the rope for people to kind of like start figuring out for themselves. So ah, I love it. And your daughters help you with this. Um,
1: my daughter helped me with my class. Yeah, she's, she's a typer. Again, I don't know, do anything with computers. So she types <laughs> the whole, and she tells me what to say or what, you know, yeah, I, I love I it.
0: But they're all the time. No, that's yeah, what's she, great about, I always joke, like, um, I have a stepdaughter, um, who's wonderful, but I would always joke when I was younger. I was like, well, you have kids, so they do all your chores for you. <laughs> like, is Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have lots of them. So then you just are outsourcing everything that you need to do. Uh, I think yeah, that's great. It's, it's that actually really
1: cool having like cool sometimes, but we um, also go through a lot of um, a lot of um, I don't know healing. You know, past ancestral stuff goes on too because we're a lot of us are all aware of. You know, sometimes it's like well if you didn't, um, you know, you're only seeing that in that person. Cause it's someone, something in you that needs to be looked at, <laughs> you know, you'll get that back from your kid or something. I'm like, Oh right. my God, shut up
0: already about all I this know. stupid oh stuff, God.
1: but it's always around.
0: <laughs> that makes me laugh real quick. I'm reading this book called after the ecstasy, then the laundry or something like that. It's I'm part of this like book club. And that was the book. And there was, they were talking in the beginning, it was like all these, like, you know, like very like I'm not sure, not gurus necessarily, but yeah, kind of like, it'd be like people who have been studying spirituality forever and who are, you know, lots of people come to hear them speak and they would get together. I think the Dalai Lama would have like people come together and they would talk about being human and the kind of duality of still being human, but also like understanding spiritual things. And some of the things they like gave each other space to kind of share their struggles. And there was one, he's like, yeah, I have teenagers and they are like, oh, aren't you supposed to be the enlightened one here? Like, mm-hmm. like, like oh my gosh, that makes me laugh so hard. Cause isn't that really what it comes down to, right? Like yeah. you're so doing all this work, but then it's like, you're grounded immediately by the child your and yeah. you're like, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that reminds me of Wayne Dyer. He said he would always tell that story about his kids, you know, he'd be like, Come on, let's go. We gotta go, we gotta go and get them out, you know, ready for school. And, you know, whatever would go on in the mornings. And the one daughter said to him, Oh, what would the world think of Mr. Spiritual now? type of thing. And he he would always talk about he has to get by the ocean because that's where he is able to meditate and collect his thoughts. Like that's his work, <laughs> like to talk yeah. to you people. So it's just funny because you find yourself I think of it all the time, you know, with my own family, sometimes it's like, okay, slow down, Carol. Like you hurry up and do this. So I could go be spiritual. And it's like, nope, you got
0: to do it here. It's so funny. Like, I don't know. That makes me laugh, which also is like, you know, I learned when I did my, um, clairvoyant apprenticeship with, um, and she would always be like, use your amusement tool and laugh. Cause it's like, you got to just laugh sometimes at like those things when you're like, ah, and then it helps you like, I, to me, it gets me out of that like space a little bit. like, okay, like, how do I want to deal with this? Like, you know, remove yourself from it a little bit, but it happens. It's funny. Kids are funny. Kids are funny. (laughs) Kids make me laugh.
1: (laughs) Yes, they are. And they, they bring you back to the present moment reality for sure. (laughs) Um, I would love to share one small story. Just because I brought up Wayne. And then I was just thinking about, oh, my God, I forgot to share that. Um So I went to a bowl-a-thon with my husband and his work. Um, I think this was in 2013. So about a year and a half after my brother passed away. And he knew how much I loved Wayne. He loved Wayne. And um, so we ended up, I ended up getting I think it was 290, my my score, almost a perfect score. It was strike after strike after strike. I've never done this, never did it again. I am not a bowler. But I remember going in the bathroom and telling my brother PJ, I'm talking to him in spirit. I'm like, what the hell is happening? This is freaking nuts. Like, thank you. But what is happening? So that Monday, that was on Saturday, that Monday, my husband got a call on his answering machine saying that he won tickets anywhere he wants to go airfare. And I didn't believe it at first. I thought, you know, that's all a gimmick. Well, almost a year to the date, because you have a year to use it, we ended up staying or going to Hawaii. And by now, I listen to Wayne Dyer every day. He's, he was like straight after my stroke. Someone gave me his CDs and I just listened to him nonstop. So um, we ended up staying the first half of our stay at this place. It was kind of like a bed and breakfast, 222 Dora Faith Road, it was called. So PJ was such a huge part of this trip. yeah. And um, so I called the lady we were staying at to see if that was her real address. (laughs) And she said, yes, it used to be a a little um, church on the hill, but now it's their place. And um, I said, I have another question. By chance, would you know who uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer is? And she said well, I don't know him personally, but it's funny you say that. She said a lady stayed with me last year and asked me the same question. And she said um, she ended up meeting him on the beach. And I was like, what? And I said, so do you know where he stays? And she said, all I know is he stays somewhere on Kanapali beach. And I was like, okay, thank you. So I'm looking at the computer, not really, you know, seeing what I'm looking at. We never leave anywhere. We're not travelers. So I booked a hotel on Kanapali Beach and it looked like they all kind of connected so I was like well we'll just you know walk up and down the beach until we see him um so our stay there we ended up going there um we were in the hotel that we booked online ended up being the wrong one they did not connect to other hotels so we ended up changing it um everywhere we called was booked I said, just walk in this place, the place where I saw it looked like it connected. So he walked in, I stayed in the car, my husband, and he asked, and they said, actually, they just had a cancellation. And he comes out and tells me the story. He's like, oh, and you're going to love this. Her name was Hope. I'm like, oh my God. So we ended up getting our money back from the first hotel. Um, We stayed there the next day on. So that day, um, it was just as I imagined, all the connecting hotels and beach and, um, so I'm looking, you know, we had a couple drinks, I have sunglasses on looking for every bald man there. I'm looking cause Wayne Dyer's bald. So I was like, is that him? Is that him? And we, we ended up going to the bathroom two doors down and the towel lady said, normally she doesn't, you know, this is a private establishment, but go ahead, go use the bathroom. And we're like, okay. So we come out. And then my husband said, "By chance, would you know who Wayne Dyer is?" And she said, "Oh yes." And she, anyway, she said he stays here. I'm like, "Here where I just went to the bathroom." And she said, "Yeah." And we left him our number. She said, "Oh, he was just down a bit ago." And we're, I'm like, "He's in. He's like here in Maui now." And um, anyways, she we left our number and everything. Went back to the hotel room. Now I wasn't gonna do anything except wait for his call and. <laughs> So long story short, my husband's phone was off. We missed his call. So he he did leave, you know, a nice message that my husband kept for years. And then the next day, now I knew where he lived. So I camped out on his beach. So it's like a connecting beach. So I brought my book and everything. And my husband's like, we're not gonna stay here all day, you know, looking for Wayne. He's like so <laughs> irritated with me. I'm like, you can go wherever you want. <laughs> like, I am not leaving till I see him. And within an hour, it was soon, thank God, because I think I would have camped out there all week. Um, so within an hour, my husband went to get a phone call, comes back and said, oh, yeah, by the way, you're Wayne Dyer's over there sitting by the pool. I'm like, are you kidding me? So we walked in his place. And um, I'm like, Wayne, and I just started crying. And um, he's like, hi. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, he invited us up in his home and gave us like, autographed
0: books and wonderful. talked to us. It was beautiful. It I mean, was so That is like a wonderful human to be like that.
1: Oh my god. Open he's and gracious, so, right? Yes, he is so what he, you know, he's definitely an epitome of what he teaches and what he talks about.
0: He's such a beautiful soul. So, um so yeah, oh, cool. I, Yeah. I also love how your husband was like begrudgingly, also like he was helping you out. He was asking about Wayne Dower, but he's also like, I don't want to do this. But he's the one who asked for if he was there and also saw him at the pool. So, like, and he's
1: the one who also, because we had to take an elevator upstairs, I like, I left my phone, everything, because Wayne's like, Oh, do you want to take a picture? I was like, I don't have anything. (laughs) So I had nothing. I didn't get a picture, but, um, but he was, we had to take an elevator. I remember up to the second floor and, um, my husband like wouldn't stop talking to him. And I'm like hitting him from the back. Like I'm the one who wants to see him, but I love um, that. it was funny.
0: That's wonderful, How and then PJ cool.
1: showed up. Like I said, two 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 Dora Faith
0: Road, we right? A- and that's where it all he- com- started from. And the all, like that is actually really wonderful yes. too. He really has shown up a lot.
1: He has, and then we we went to a magic show from the place, the new place we're staying at. And um, the last, I felt someone by me there. I was like, Stan, is the air on? And we're like looking at, he's like, no, I said, I feel like someone's here. And within seconds, the magician on the stage, PJ loved magic, uh, made a, a fish out of a balloon. And the Jesus fish is something that he connects with. And I actually got a Jesus fish in Hawaii, a picture, um, of the, uh, what is that called? Wood chips. It was the perfect shaped Jesus fish. And I got it framed and everything. So he was around. Hawaii
0: the whole time. So it was, a, it was very cool. I love that story. That's actually beautiful. And you know what, now this makes me want to close with, because um, we're talking about science and um, you assigned that for PJ, but your mom gave you signs. Oh my gosh, is it? That's it's
1: one. about to be 222. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're going oh, to second <laughs> I was like, wait, oh my gosh. But, okay. After we talked, I'm sorry. I meant to say this earlier. After we talked, I'm not somebody who pays attention to like, Numbers normally, and I always hear people. That's all I've been noticing. Every time I just glance up at the clock, it is like two twenty-two or one eleven, like literally our twelve twenty-two. You know, oh, all the time. God. And I was like, "This is funny." I feel like Carol gave me like the, <laughs> <laughs> Carol gave me this the the numbers thing now because I'm like, "This is so strange." I wasn't even trying to look for that. Like it wasn't even something I was asking for, and now it happens all the time. And I think it's hilarious. I can't stop laughing awesome. about it. But um. So I've heard of this idea that you can like, you can ask for signs from people that have already crossed or passed, but, um, you can ask people that are living now what they want to come back at. And so I was like joking with my parents. Cause I was like, I know the thing is, is to like, you know, end of life talks, like, do you have all your affairs in order? Do you have this? I'm like, I'm starting a list of what you want to come back as for your signs. <laughs> I'm, like, So think about it. You don't have to give me the answer now. My mom right away, she's like fringe. She, she puts tassels on everything. So I was like, that's actually perfect and weird. So like, <laughs> what what does that mean? I don't know. And so so, um, but I, I have a list with my whole family and I'm like, I'm going to come to you. Just be prepared. That's cool. That's, cool. That's beautiful. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. And I was like, I love that idea though. I loved when you were talking about how you had that conversation though with your mom, like she gets to choose and then like, yeah. kind of neat. So, uh, Carol Ann, this is like. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing all your stories. Like Thank I you. listen to you and I think it's one of, it's like a reminder, like, yeah, like remember to communicate. It's a practice, mm-hmm. you know, like open yourself up to it. And like, if you did it and you felt like you weren't seeing anything and feel like, just keep doing it, you know, like start, start, start having just talking or having relationship, mm-hmm. uh, pick one person or whomever. Yep. yep. Right. Is that what you would kind of. Absolutely.
1: That's, that's exactly what I would suggest because, you know, death, it, it really changes people, I think. And, um, I think if they know that, you know, if they get past the, uh, the deep, you know, they know that there's more out there, there's more, the divine purpose, the, you know, that, if they could start connecting things and then start going within again, well, I'm still here, you know, why am I here dealing with this? Cause sometimes people get stuck in that grief and it, and sometimes they turn bitter or they, you know, lots of things happen. So yeah. knowing that they're still around and that you could still connect and you, you know, I think it takes some sort of a weight off, you know, it's still hard, but it's, it's it different. gives you,
0: it's still a relationship that you could foster yes, and, continue for sure. else and communicate a different form of communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also add, like, if you don't particularly feel like there's anybody that has crossed that you want to connect with, you also have your own spirit guides that you can do this with, you know, you have guides that may have not ever known you in this life and that they're there too always. So you can even start a relationship with them if you want to, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, oh, well, I will link all of um, your Facebook and your um, website. So if people want to book, they should book with you and they should take your classes. It sounds wonderful. Like I want to take one of your classes. <laughs> well, I will be taking one of your classes. Um, but thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Thank you. I loved this conversation I got to have with Carol Ann. Um, I'm so appreciative that she opened up and she um, shared some very vulnerable moments in her life, but also what an incredibly amazing, beautiful story um, and what an incredible gift that she has and she's offering to other people. Um, I definitely want to take one of her classes. So they sound amazing. Um, if you guys want to follow Carol, um, Carol Ann, I'm sorry, Carol um, you can follow her on Instagram at carolan.medium. It's C-A-R-O-L-A-N-N.medium. Um, or you can go to her website, which is carolanmedium.com. Um, on there, I think she explains a little bit more about her classes and when those might be coming up. So definitely go follow her. She is so wonderful. Um, and I just being in her presence just made me feel so at peace and calm. So You guys go follow her, go check out her page, and um, I will see you in the next episode. Enjoy.